podcast. I am one of your hosts, Arlen Haro, and joining me as usual is uh, my, my cohort in this endeavor, Eric Sayor. We're back, baby! Yeah! <laughs> bro, bro, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's 2022 and it feels like nothing has changed. Nope. Nope, it's exact. It's all. It's all the same. What is time? It is. It's still March twenty twenty, as far as I. I'm concerned. <laughs> um, chatted about stuff in, in a while. Uh. uh And uh, yeah, we'll show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like in a couple of weeks, probably. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had the, I don't know about you, but I spent the holidays watching a lot of movies. As many as I could, and I've been watching a bunch of movies since, and I don't know. And we're we're both, I think, pretty excited for a lot of stuff coming this year, too. Uh, so we just wanted to yeah. chat about movies. Um, um, anything, anything you watched recently that you want to bring up first, maybe? Um, uh, anything you've been into? Yeah, sure. Um, I'll bring up one that um kind of surprised me. Uh. I don't know exactly when it came out, but it's a, a, a digital release somewhere end of last year. A movie called The Deep House, um, which is a horror movie, of course, because it's it's me, so it's gonna be. Um, it's a movie that stars uh, James Jagger <clears throat> um, of of the Jaggers um, <laughs> uh, and a bunch of other cast members who I don't know anything about. Um, and for anybody that has seen the trailers, Eric, I don't know if you'd seen anything about this. It's a movie, uh, it's like a spooky haunted house movie. Um, but the house in question is, uh, uh underneath a, uh, an artificial lake, um, created from a dam bursting. Um, and it's a, it's an interesting spooky little movie that uses the concept fairly well. Um. And yeah, I was a, I was just really impressed by it. Um, it's, it's one of the movies from the end of the year that I uh, uh, just keep on uh, thinking about. Um, yeah, had you heard of this at all, um, or am I am I introducing you to this uh, for the first yeah, time? I, I feel like I heard about the people describe this as the underwater, uh, under I mean underwater uh, haunted house movie. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen seen people mention it at least, uh, but yeah, I I, I don't I don't uh, definitely wasn't on my radar. It seems like something that would be terrifying, <laughs> just like <laughs> just the idea of the house underwater, and then add a haunting, and you're probably like, um, mm-hmm. I'm watching this in the middle of the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a 
smart strategy. I was I was surprised um, by. I mean, I wasn't surprised by how scary it was. I was surprised that it was when I was watching it that it was really well made because um, it feels like a, an easy way, almost a cheat, um, in terms of spookiness. Uh, the second of the forty-seven meters down felt that way to me where it's like yeah you put it in a dark cave underwater with albino sharks or that's not a movie <laughs> you're just <laughs> this is a this is called a cheat code you just like found a way to uh inject fear directly into the people that watch the movie um you don't even have to try you don't have to be clever <laughs> in that scenario um but that's why that's part of the reason i i'm bringing this up here because I think it does try to be clever and it tries to like respect the audience um, and follow filmmaking rules uh, as much as it can. Um, uh, and um, yeah, and just like clarity uh, and, you know, and underwater is just a hard setting in general for things like lighting and keeping track of who you're following in a given scene. Um, and we'll, yeah. we'll, be we'll be talking about <laughs> I think in the second <laughs> half of her show, uh, but uh, yeah, no, for sure. Like movies shot underwater, it's it's hard to do it. We've talked about a lot of bond scenes underwater recently, specifically, yeah. <laughs> um, and those have a varying level of success. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it sounds sounds spooky, sounds interesting. Um, I don't know if I'll. Uh, visit the deep house anytime soon, but right. uh, I'm I'm adding it to the list of like sometimes I'm I'm in the mood for that. I think I have a movie lined up that I a horror movie lined up that I want to see. I don't know if you've saw you've seen um, uh, Saint Maud. I have seen Saint Maud. Um, uh, it's it's not as much of a horror movie as I wanted it to be but it's still extremely compelling and eerie um yeah very uh uh in parts hard to watch movie but it um it's closer to me to like a um uh, a taxi driver or um the other film from that director that we both fucking adored from a couple years ago it was on both of our top tens i don't know why i'm forgetting the name of this movie uh, first reformed um oh, it's much yeah. closer to like first reformed it's like oh. the dark side of the coin to first reformed um sure. uh yeah um it, it's much closer to that kind of movie than like a straight horror movie but it still has these moments that are truly <laughs> chilling um and i think that you would even find them scarier than i than i tend to um but that that's that's definitely a good watch during the daytime movie. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's the next one on. Uh, it's like I always have one in the back of my mind that's like, okay, when mm -hmm. I'm in the mood for that, I'll do that one. I think I don't think I watched a horror movie since uh, I watched that movie from the Sater director. Uh, mm. um, um, I don't remember the name of the movie. The Ritual, right? Oh yeah. And, yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Sounds sounds right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I remember you. Um, I don't know if it's from the same there. It's from the, uh, the oh, it's um from uh, the director no, of David, the Night House. That's Night House. Yes, that's right. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah I, was, I had to get the movies unconfused in my own head. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's a that's a good one to keep you away from other movies for a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, every few months, I, I want a good spook. Um, yeah. So I'll keep it in mind. Um, yeah. I... Uh, I did watch a movie that that you, I think, maybe I think mentioned on this show like mm. a year ago, uh, <laughs> like catching up on recent movies or uh, movies of last year. I ended up watching uh, Shadow in the Cloud, uh, the Chloe Gritz Moretz movie. Oh, um, I might have mentioned it. I don't know. I, I, I feel like I, I feel like you mentioned it. I mentioned it somewhere. I know that we talked about it in the chat and it, it one of the various chats, but there's a Los Haro chat, which is mainly just uh, four people like uh, sharing memes for the most part now. Memes and uh, what they're watching. Um, yes. <laughs> but I remember, I do remember just putting that in the chat and then uh, Curse um, uh uh, informed me that that was a Max Landis written film, which I didn't realize. Um, or maybe I found it out after, during the credits. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Same, same, same. <laughs> I, I also did not remember that before watching it. I just like saw it was on Netflix and was like, I think you mentioned, I, I think you mentioned that movie, and I, mm-hmm. I was in the mood for like an action movie. I think I watched um, Wrath of mm-hmm. Man the same day, uh, which. Hmm. A lot better than the gentleman. I'll give it that. Uh, <laughs> right. I mean, it's it's just Wrath of Man. I'll I'll say briefly. I think you've seen it, right? No, it's it's. I, I want to. I've heard that it's very like. Um... It, it's like good, straightforward, yeah, stadium action movie. Like very mm-hmm. like not too serious, but like kind of is um, mm-hmm. Guy Ritchie ism. Uh, to the minimum, but when it's there, it's pretty good. Um, right. Yeah, it's like it's like a, just a solid action movie, like c- kind of like the the best movie I've seen Statham in in a while. Um, uh, but I watched that, and then I watched Shadow in the Cloud, which <laughs> I really really liked. Actually, it's yeah. like it's it's a movie where you you watch it and you're like, I've maybe never seen a movie like this, like. Mm-hmm. It's it feels fr- like it doesn't feel like perfect, but it feels like it's such a fresh idea and so economically made. Um, mm-hmm. But it doesn't take away like it doesn't feel cheap, right? Right. Um, and she's great in that movie. I think the way the story is told. So Shadow in the Cloud is a movie where um, set during the Second World War on a plane traveling from, I think, New Zealand to Hawaii? Um, Sounds right. Yeah, something, Pacific, something Pacific like Theater. that. Yeah, yeah Pacific yeah. Theater. Um, uh, Chloe Gritsch Moretz uh, um, embarks on the plane, says she's on a secret mission, uh, and is put into, like, the... Under, under the plane, there's, like, a gun turret. Uh, she's mm-hmm. put there and left there for like the whole movie basically and uh, it's like the whole movie is like her communicating with the peop- the people on the plane 
which are mostly dudes that can accept a woman is on there. Uh, mm-hmm. And also her dealing with um, the same time the plane is attacked by like small, by gremlins. Um, yeah. Not like yeah. movie gremlins, but like pop culture gremlins, I think. No, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's very much like the Twilight Zone gremlin. Um, yeah, the thing yeah. on the plane, yeah, in Twilight Zone, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's the thing. And I, I think it's just, for what it is, it's so well done. It's so entertaining. It's like, it breezes by. I, I just had a really good time watching that. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a very well-made movie. Um, the director is from New Zealand. Um, and yeah, it's, it, it, it does interesting things. It doesn't... Um, it's very clear that it wasn't like a super expensive movie and, but it uses what it, it uses what it has economically. Uh, um, and it, a lot of the weight of the movie rests on, uh, Moretz. Um, and I think that if, if a lesser actress, uh, were in that role, I don't think the movie would work nearly as well. Um, uh, and, and yeah, like the way that it, uh, the the way that it u- utilizes the situation and all that's just very very compelling. And then like it's it's uh sort of in that you know light horror zone also. Um, and yeah yeah it's a very enjoyable yeah. movie. I do I do suggest people watch it if you have it on a or a Netflix in Canada or I believe it's on it's been on Hulu here mm. uh, for a while now. Um, so yeah. Um... yeah. Yeah, and and I think like uh, they, I mean, Koigos come out and like they removed Landis as producer, and the mm-hmm. script had been rewritten a bunch. But he got like he still gets credits because this is how the WGA works, like the where mm-hmm. writers guild stuff works. Uh, but yeah, so yeah. I don't. I mean, if Max Landis turns you off, don't don't necessarily yeah. watch it. But it doesn't feel like any of his projects. I'll say that like it really feels like you're watching a movie yeah from a woman writer or woman director like she mm-hmm. i'm i'm really curious to see what she'll be working on next because uh, oh yeah this, yeah this was uh, this is definitely like um mm-hmm. um a, a, a big surprise yeah um, it's a good audition for like a marvel thing or something <laughs> like that or a dc yeah. thing or whatever you know some one of the big 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 franchises now like it, it felt like it could she could easily um fit into some of that stuff um yeah um, um yeah I, I, I think she went on to make like a tv show that's called creamery black comedy uh which apparently is on hulu i don't know sounds sounds like a fun show um i don't know if it's out actually um uh, anyway that's mm-hmm. uh that's a shadow in the cloud and a little yeah. bit of wrath of man um both stuff i'd recommend both stuff that's probably not gonna make it on my top 10 but um, right i kind of yeah. wanted to give them a shout out uh yeah sure uh i, I i'll just do like little thing here uh I I did get to see licorice pizza but we're not gonna go too in depth about that because eric hasn't seen it but um spoilers i really liked it <laughs> it's probably probably gonna be in my top 10 um i don't need to or nor do i really want to address some of the discussion 
uh, <laughs> in the wider world about this movie. Um, but I think a lot of it is dumb. That that's all I'll say, Eric. If you have a rebuttal. <laughs> Uh, without having seen the film uh <laughs> feel free to let me know but now but yeah that's that's my sort of general tip mm. in on that movie um yeah um yeah no i don't have anything to add uh with <laughs> that uh i did remember that i watched something that i really wanted wanted to mention to you i don't know if have you seen uh, the new Mods movie, uh, Riders of Justice. No, but I've been hearing about it, and I I need to see it. I need oh, it's, it's yeah. It's like really really fun. It's really good. I <laughs> it's like a it's fully like an action comedy where he plays like this um, mm-hmm. this father coming like a military father that's kind of like a emotionless coming back and he has to take care of his daughter because her mother died in an accident that's maybe not an accident and it's like mm. a kind of it has like this little John Wick thing going on um, it's really funny it's re- it has like good like action moments it's kind of heartwarming and it's like a, like honestly one of the best action comedies I've seen in a while I think it's uh it's a, a a high recommend for me. It's a really fun time. Uh, the cast is great. It's sort of like um, uh, Danish actors that I don't really know, um, mm-hmm. other than him. Uh, but everyone in the movie is great. Uh, it feels like very over the top. It feels like um, it kind of reminded me of <laughs> maybe that all that's going to be a bad uh, a bad <laughs> reference, but it kind of reminded me a bit of a. You know, have, I don't know if you've seen the Liam Neeson movie where he plays like a snowplow driver. Um, um, well, so the problem is, I think he's done like three of those, depending on <laughs> uh, if you if you go down his line. But I do know what one you're talking about. I think it's the one... There's one that's like really like making fun of the whole concept of like those Liam Neeson movie. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's... I can't remember the name of it. Um yeah, it's um I yeah, I think it's one of the last ones that I saw yeah. theater before the initial shutdown. Um if that's the one I maybe I don't know. Um uh, Yeah, I think yeah. Um and interesting. That's kind of the tone that I had heard um from this one. Yeah. Um Cool Pursuit. I mean, cool Pursuit is the name of that that's movie. The one. Um, which is not a great movie, but like, it's not as good as this, but it's like, it makes fun of the whole concept in a way. Like it's, it's like definitely a comedy. It's not an action movie. And this movie is, is kind of, uh, fits in well with that one, but is I think just better. Like it's just a better movie. I'm definitely going to watch that. I mean, what happens, I, I don't know if it's exactly the same elsewhere, but for me, I'll just run across like a movie with Mads that I've never seen before. Um, like this movie Age of Uprising or that Western movie Salvation. Um, Salvation, which I've seen, is really good, by the way. Another Mads. If you, if you need a, a, a Mads day, um, uh, you can watch those together. Um uh, but yeah, like he's done so many movies that we've never even heard of. Uh, so 
I, I was wondering about Writers of Justice, and then you telling me that it's worth watching, and then some podcasts I was listening to put it on their top ten list. So, yeah, I'm definitely gonna check that out. Um, and then I'm, and then I'm actually, I am kind of excited for the next Fantastic Beast because of him. Um, I don't know why. Um, uh, spoilers for our looking forward section of the show we're about to do. Um, but uh, we can move on into that. Uh, I'm not watching that movie. I don't care. Probably not. But I'm definitely know. not paying a movie ticket to watch that movie. I yeah. don't like that second. <laughs> I watch it. <laughs> um, I had a disagreement with an ex-girlfriend after watching that second movie. Uh, I immediately huh. got out of it and hated that movie, and she kind of liked it, and we broke up the next day. <laughs> wow, okay. That's, a, that's, a, that's my fun background with those movies. But they're, they're like... Fair enough. <laughs> they're, they're, just, they're, they're just bad. Like, I... Yeah. I think um, we give we gave the Harry Potter movies a lot of flag because a lot of like loose because mm-hmm. of kind of growing up with us. It, yeah, I mean, people are our age, like the movies came out at ages where like literally mm-hmm. growing up with them. Um, and so kind of uh, a bit, the, the books pretty similar. Um, I have no interest of in any, Harry Potter thing is maybe the, the the game in theory, but I'm not giving uh, I'm not giving that franchise any money. I don't care. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, no, I, I, like I'm never gonna see them in theaters. Yeah, I, my experience with the last two, I don't know if we've actually talked about this specifically. My experience with the last two is like two years after each one has come out, they're on HBO or HBO Max and I have nothing to do and I have a free two and a half hours because both of those movies are almost three hours long, um, which is still insane to me. <laughs> but I, and I ended up watching them like, oh, that's like very middle of the road. It's it's fine. Um, I don't. I, I like the first one more. I think both of them have major plot problems. Yeah, uh, I mean, and the first one has Colin Farrell. Like, at least right. it has that. Yeah, and then you and then you're dealing with like Johnny Depp. That's like phoning mm. it into the maximum, like barely, barely trying. Um, and yeah. like the that like that cast is just not great. Like, I there's there's just nothing to hold on to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're they're probably gonna try to lean on more on uh, Jude Law and Mads in that next movie, and I think that's maybe gonna make for something more entertaining. But I just don't care. I just, like I I don't, yeah. I don't care about that story. There's nothing in there that like has managed to well, grab me. And the, so this is the other thing. It's all based around like this. To me, what feels like a false premise, which is. Your lead character is a guy whose expertise is the paranormal animals of that world. And to me, they barely even function within the movies. Like, the purpose for him being there is so tenuous um, that I, even if I wanted to hold on, like, you, like you're like you saying, to the, um, 
I can't remember the name of the actor because I don't really care for him that much. Uh, uh, but uh, even if I wanted to hold on to that character, I can't because the thing that he's there to do, his expertise, almost never matters. In the first one, they at least try to like base everything around the the monsters, but it, it's really, really loose and barely there. Um, and like, I don't know. If you're gonna like, you know, saddle me with this character um, who I don't like that much, and give them an interesting field of study, like at least utilize that to some degree. Um, you know, like love yeah. him or hate him, uh, the Jack Ryan series, um, the best of those utilize the fact that the character is supposed to be a number cruncher. Like the, they take into account that it's a person who does research, someone who is well learned and are well read, um, and is good at math and logistics. Like, use the character that you've written to propel the story forward, and not just stick him in this story that is not that compelling to me. Like, I don't care about Dumbledore's past um at all um um yeah but and again i don't care about i feel like it's a move it's a series of movie that was greenlit in a very different hollywood like it was when did that first movie come out even 2016 2014 Uh, i think yeah even earlier yeah i think 2016, the first movie came out. Uh, Greenlit in 2013, like post-Avengers, everyone wants to do a big universe uh, before the big collapse, like probably Dark Universe times and stuff like that. Um, Well, also, we thought we were going to have a Star Wars movie every year. That was the other thing. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Like, it's a time where people were thinking, like, we can make every franchise what Marvel is. Um... And mm-hmm. I feel like at this point, like if it had come out like six years later, if they're trying to make something like this now, they will make a TV show, a beast every week, something like yep. in that stuff. And it would be probably way more fun to watch than these movies that are trying to be like epic, but there's nothing to care about. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's again, it's also the prequel problem. Like prequels never work. Like it's it's yeah. just... How, how not when they're so tied to the plot of the yes, thing that exactly. you know. like exactly. the best prequels are the things where that story could just be told completely on its own you know I, I give rogue one a lot of credit because i think the characters are compelling in that um but even that has the inherent problem of we've seen the death star so many times and we've seen the story of people trying to blow up the death star so many times that it's hard to it's hard to keep that focused. And the fact that it is as good as it is, is almost a miracle, I would say. Um, so yeah, yeah, like, and, and again, like it's, it's that same problem of the past is in, in the way that these movies set them up is always just like a slightly different version of what you've already seen is the other problem. Um, you know, it's, it's what George Lucas would say you know they they um they rhyme with each other it's it's not exactly the same there's you know 
um, reflections and refractions of each other. And unless the story that came before is completely different, it's going to be hard to be that compelled by it. Um, I mean, it's even hard to make anything impressive, like visually interesting. Like there's there, I feel like they're really trying to be visually impressive at some point, <laughs> but when everything just looks the same from movie to movie and it, yeah. it's like, it has like a color palette that's so like brown. Yeah. Um, it's it's in a in a series that's supposed to be about fantastic beasts. Yeah. Anyway, and I don't. Also, <laughs> yeah, and I also don't understand a period piece that is mostly brown, unless you're going for like gritty and realistic. You know, like Dunkirk. I understand ever having everything look. Dunkirk great, has more. Like, Dunkirk is blue. Like it's it's. Yeah. Blue, but it's, <laughs> yeah. Like no one's doing something there. It's it's a. Anyways, um, that's um, yeah, that's the thing. Anyways, uh, th that's all we'll talk about that movie. Uh, fuck J.K. Rowling. Uh, when yeah. I watch them on each Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fuck J.K. Rowling, fuck Harry Potter, yep. fuck all that shit. Um, yeah. Let's talk about stuff we're excited about. Um, yeah. Like uh, Avatar 2. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Here's the thing with Avatar 2. I'm seeing that in theaters. Like, there's no way I'm not. Like, even if it's the worst movie ever made, I have to see it. Like, if it comes out, of course. But mm -hmm. it's like... If there are still movie theaters, if there are still... Yeah, uh... exactly. But, like, I'm not expecting it to be great. Right. I'm just... I just... I'm just curious. Like, it's... That's the complete opposite. Like, of a movie that's like... I did not like the first movie. I did not see it in theaters. I'll say that. Uh, at the time it came out, I saw it like five years later. On uh, I rented it and saw it. Like, look, it it still looks solid. Um, yeah. I think visually, but I just need to see what it's all like. I like James Cameron makes good movies. Uh, Avatar is probably his worst one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, I mean, I've never seen Piranha Two, but if I'm if I'm taking that out of the conversation, yeah, yeah. Um, I, mean, I, 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 I think I'm in a similar position. Like, I'm gonna see it in a theater, um, just just to see it, just to know if it is just James Cameron slowly sinking into the ocean as he flips off the audience, um, as he reveals that he's built an underwater city that we can't go to. Um, and it's uh, it's just the plot of Spy Who Loved Me. He he just did that. He just stole Disney and Fox's money. Um, if that's what he did, well done, James. Congratulations, <laughs> you did it. <laughs> um, or if it's a good movie, then I'll I'll be happy with that too. And this is the other thing that a lot of people have said. He's really good at sequels. Um. Which is like the eternal thing that's going to have me excited, or not even excited, but just interested in what he's going to do. He's very good at building on the things that are already established. Um, and even if, uh, even things that he didn't establish himself. Uh, I, I've always had a deep affection for Aliens. Uh, Terminator 2, not my favorite Terminator movie. It's still a very compelling action movie that builds on the momentum of the first movie extremely well. So if he can build on the things that he established in that first Avatar movie, regardless yeah. of how boring the plot of that movie might be, um, 
if he can build on it and make something more exciting and use the lore that he's already built up in an interesting way, I'm down for it. Because as much as people make fun of like the the hair sex uh, and things like that, like there are interesting ideas in that movie, in the lore of that movie, and like the idea of like this real tangible connection between uh, you know different life forms and uh, that that's all that's the kind of stuff that had me um you know enjoying that movie as much as i did um it, it's when it becomes like you know dances with wolves as many many people have said where it just becomes like oh well this is just this is just a movie it's it's nothing interesting or nothing i haven't seen before um yeah i'm glad you brought that up because i would not have even thought to <laughs> Yeah, I mean, who knows if it's actually coming out because that movie yeah. has been delayed for years. But it's still something I'm I, like I can't help but be curious. Like you mentioned all these movies, like even Titanic. I had it's not a movie I grew up watching. I watched it again a few mm-hmm. years ago. Great movie. I'll, I'll it's mm-hmm. like it's like un, I feel like a lot of his stuff is undeniable. I think Avatar is the one. Uh, maybe that's right. like. Um, more interested in the technology than it is in the movie itself. Uh, but I'm excited to see something like that in theater when it comes out. Hmm. Um, yeah. Um, do you want to say tell, talk about the movie you're excited to see? Anything, uh, uh, anything on yeah. your mind? Sure. Um, and my list just reloaded on me. Uh, oh, no. Um, do you want to talk sec. about the Northman? Uh, I do. Um, oh god, damn it! I lost the movie. There was a movie I was literally about to say. Um, a movie that I keep forgetting is coming out, um, but I'm really excited for every time I remember is um, the next Jordan Peele movie. It's supposed to come yeah, out next year. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, nope, I've, I think is the yeah. name. <laughs> exactly. Yep, the movie's called Nope. All we have is a poster. Of a of a of a very strange looking cloud and what looks like um, the line from a kite and a city. Don't know what it's about, but I'm I'm in. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the cast is the cast. I mean, Dana Kalua, Kiki Palmer, and Stephen Yoon. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> cast couldn't be better. Um, Jordan Peele has made. Two of the best movies in the last ten years. Um, yeah. Nothing to say. Like I, I think people were like deferred. Like us is a bit more polarizing than Get Out. Get Out is like is. just an undeniably incredible film. Uh, I loved us still. Like I think yeah. watching that in theater, one of my best. Like oh, actually, I I watched both Get Out and Us in theaters, and it were both were like. Mm-hmm. Amazing, uh, amazing experiences. So yeah. I can't wait. I, think, I hope yeah. I hope I'll get to see the new one. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, we, I think we both talked about our get out experiences in the past. But yeah. us was also an experience where I was proud to be there in a theater that was mostly full of people. Um, and I get this sometimes, especially with like event movies of that type. You know, I, I was proud to be there for invisible man when that opened up um like just the, that feeling of yeah. this audience that's just like experiencing this for the first time is a, it's a intoxicating thing to be there i for. mean yeah i think yeah. 
I've never had the, an, a similar experience of people like people like shouting at the screen for the character not to go in the room uh, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like, pe- like I saw, I think I think I saw both like on the Tuesday, like the Tuesday after they came out, like the half price Tuesday, packed packed screenings, like people sitting on the stairs even, uh, just like the the the. the Get Out is, like, for sure the most fun screening I've been to, I think, ever, I feel like. Um, mm. Maybe, like, in-game opening night can compare, but uh, yeah. I still think I had more fun with Get Out. Yeah, probably. Well, I'll, I'll say this. Um, I enjoyed being there at... I think we've talked about this before, my 3 a.m. screening for, for Endgame. Um, I... <laughs> sure. I think I I think I enjoyed that. I can't really, <laughs> but I um I don't know if uh, I don't know if I would make the same decision right now. Um, I don't think I would ever do that again in my life. Um, and I I don't think that if it was any other movie series, I would have enjoyed it nearly as much. <laughs> it, it, that was so singular to that. Uh, particular film um yeah uh anyway uh yeah i'm excited for nope uh i'll was there uh, another one that immediately comes to your mind you want to talk about uh, and i mentioned the northman that's a movie i think we're both super excited about yeah. uh yeah robert eggers uh our favorite like uh yeah uh, the cast is incredible um Bjork is in that movie. <laughs> like, yeah. there's, there's, there's a lot going on there. It's gonna. I feel like it's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna hit. Um, I, I can't. Like, it's a Viking movie. Uh, I, I don't know what else to add. Like, it's the director yeah. of two of her favorite movies. Um, the trailer looks so good. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm down. I mean, I. This didn't ruin it for me. It might ruin it for other people. Somebody uh, on a podcast I was listening to just said, "Oh, it's the Lion King," um, and I can't get that out of my head now. Um, <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> it, it's there, um, and especially when you like pay attention to certain scenes, the, the final fight uh, looks like, or what looks like that, uh, is, appears to be on a volcano or near a volcano with a bunch of flames in the background, which is also very Lion King esque. So. <laughs> Um, but no, like I'm so into this. A lot of the cast from previous um, Eggers movies is back. Innocent uh, and uh, Kate Dickey uh, returning, uh, and uh, everybody else in the movie looks great. Skarsgård, uh, the Nicole Kidman, uh, Dracula from the Netflix show. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so into this. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I need it. I, I need it right away. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, a movie I'll mention that's like very high on my list of most exciting stuff is um, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yeah. Um, um, the the uh, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert uh, directed this. Um, they're the director of Swiss Army Man, which we've talked a bunch about on this show. <laughs> One of a movie I really, really like. Um, Michelle Yeoh uh, plays like a, a, a 
lady doing her taxes that's like transported from universe to universe with multiverse versions of herself. Um, there's martial arts, there's action, yeah. there's looks like a really good time. Yeah. Uh, that that trailer is like just incredibly fun. Um, it's an A twenty four movie. Um, yeah, just just yeah. like looks like a movie made for me. <laughs> Yeah, I'm 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 also extremely excited for this movie. I was gonna mention it if you didn't, um, <laughs> so but I'm not surprised that you got to it. Um, no, it's I I can't wait for this. Um, A24 and the the growth of A24 and the size of the projects that they're uh, that they're doing now, um, it it continues to impress me, and I'm I'm very very into it. Um, I mean, uh. I don't. I'm not sure if that movie is gonna end up on my my or your top ten. But uh, I finally watched Zola, um, oh, and yeah. that was really really good. So so uh, mm-hmm. like really fun, really well made, like high energy, uh, great performances. Um, just like the like uh, um, one of my favorite movies of last year, I think. Yeah, um, it's, it's, I mean, yeah. we've talked about the Green Knight. We've talked about a uh, bunch of stuff. Uh, um, Minari, um, like there, there's, there's a, there's a lot of good uh, 2021 uh, A24 movies. I mean, I mentioned before we started the tragedy of Macbeth last yeah. year. They really hit. I haven't seen Come On, Come On and Red Rocket yet. I want to see both, but. Like, yeah. uh, yeah, just like they're getting bigger, I think, and mm-hmm. they're getting really more diverse. I think there was yeah. a time where, like, uh, you could just like guess that a movie was an A24 movie, but like, everything yeah. everywhere all at once is not a movie I would have guessed is an A24 yeah. movie. Yeah, the tragedy of Macbeth is not the movie that would have, would have called an A24 movie. Um, yeah, definitely yeah. not. In the early days of A twenty four, I mean, you know, even, like even Green Knight is like, yeah, feels like uh, another level just in terms of scale, even. Yeah. Um, but and but if you want old A twenty four, it still exists. Like they're still putting out Lamb, which is the most like, it's. Yeah. it's I hate to say it, it's like throwback A twenty four. It's like a you know going back to the roots. Um, yeah. Um, I love it. I love that they like keep this connection to the past, but like, and they just do compelling things. Um, you know, uh, you know, the start or didn't start was talking about Zola, but Zola is a is an extremely compelling movie. And I, with all the like chatter, I remember hearing about people who had a problem with like what it's based on and all that. It's like it's still a good movie. <laughs> if it's a good movie in the end, I don't care what about any like weird drama that people have with it. Um, it's still an extremely compelling movie. Um, yeah. Um, uh, since we're on a 24, I do want to talk about another movie I'm excited for. Um, I don't know if you know a lot of this director's movies, uh, probably not. Uh, but Ty West's new movie and he hasn't been, he hasn't been doing the movies a lot recently, uh, but uh, the movie X. Uh, did you see the trailer or any of the stuff about this? 
Um, uh, no, I didn't actually. Uh, I I think I saw people talk about it a little bit, but I definitely haven't heard much other than people being curious about it. It uh, it's a movie I I very much want to see. Um, from what I can tell, it's uh, it's sort of Texas Chainsaw Massacre adjacent. Uh, it's about uh, these people that go out into a like a countryside house to uh, film a, a porno film uh, of sorts. Uh, it's a period piece, and uh, yeah, just every everything about it, I am extremely into. The cast is fantastic. Jenna Ortega, Mia Goth, uh, Kid Cudi is in there. <laughs> um, it, oh yeah, that's the just... reason I heard about it. I think it's because Kid mm-hmm. Cudi is in there. Yeah, and I believe he did some of the score. If I if I, if I understood the trailer correctly, um, so that will be fascinating. And again, this is another A twenty four. I was very shocked to see A twenty four and Ty West put together. Um, and Ty West has been, for those that don't know, Ty West he's a indie horror guy. He kind of predates a lot of the current indie horror guys. Um, because uh, his film House of the Devil, which came out in 2009, and he, he's part of the same group of people that uh, made um, Your Next, and uh, you know he's part of that same clique. Um, sort of the, the first people who were also part of the Mumblecore movement. Um, and he, he makes interesting movies. I don't love all of his movies, but there's always something... Uh, very specific aesthetically that he goes for he does the whole like um you know we're gonna try and replicate 70s or early 80s 60s films but i I think he doesn't use it as a crutch it's always just an extra thing on top of whatever else he's doing um and i think he would actually like his movies a lot because they are horror but it's not (laughs) it's not the the way that a lot of horror movies are where it's very jump scare heavy. It does feel more like uh, a plot from the Rosemary baby, Rosemary's baby days of horror films. Um, lots of character development and yeah, but it, it, it was interesting because it's almost before a 24, there was Ty West and his way of doing movies um, so it was, it was interesting to see those two things paired together. So I'm I'm very excited, and it also just looks like a fun time. He doesn't really do fun for the most part. <laughs> he does movies that are kind of like interesting. You know, I'm I'm glad that I saw that. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm excited mm. for this trailer. has has an inner has an energy to it that I, I didn't expect to see. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, was there another one that uh, stood out to you? Um, um, something fun, maybe you can mention. We probably both. I think you've seen the trailer for that. The unbearable weight of massive talent. Um, I don't think this is gonna be good. Um, <laughs> it does. It doesn't look good. Like I'll say that a movie where Nicolas Cage plays like a version of himself that is like paid a million dollars to hang out with Pedro Pascal, and I think. There's an attempt on Pedro Pascal's life, and like Cage kind of help, like tries to save him. It's mm-hmm. it's 
it it has like this like meta fiction thing going on where Nicolas Cage plays like not himself, but like he plays an actor that's based around around the mythos of Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. Um uh and and it looks pretty fun i mean uh there's been like up and down on his movies this year uh yeah. pig we'll talk about uh in a couple of weeks um uh willie's wonderland that's not a good movie but kind of fun um <laughs> i don't know if you've seen uh, prisoners of ghostland that's another movie I that i you have yeah, I, I I have seen Prisoners of Ghostland. Oh, yeah, That's re- a movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's like <laughs> all over the place in like such a such a. I I really enjoyed that. I mean, Sean Sono movie are super intense, um, mm-hmm. and that's like another another like uh, just like visually, stylistically, it's energy. It's like it it feels like you're watching something come kind of unique. Um, yeah. I'd recommend that, uh, but uh, yeah. So this looks like um, <laughs> like <laughs> movies have played with the idea of Nicolas Cage, and this is like this is going like all this is taking it to the extreme. Like, mm-hmm. um, and it, I don't feel like it has to succeed; it just has to be fun, um, right? Yeah, it's 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 the kind of movie that. A lot of notable actors, I feel like, have have tried to play with their own mythology in the past, and it, varying levels of success <laughs> have come from that. Um, I would put The Irishman in that camp, uh, and I would say that for most people, it succeeded at that. This is this looks compelling to me, and it looks like Nicolas Cage being very reflective in a way that I I find interesting, and then. It's it's a lot of other actors who are I wouldn't put them in the same category as him, but they they have interesting energies uh, of their own. Um, they have very particular ways that they do things. Um, you know, like him and Tiffany Haddish interacting on its own is immediately fascinating to me. But then you throw in Pedro Pascal, Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, there's just something about the idea of that where. I just find that extremely compelling. So even if the movie isn't great, I can sort of focus on his particular interactions with these other cast members um, and, you know, treat that like its own mini movie. And if that's interesting, then that's enough for me in a, in a way. Um, uh, yeah. I'm definitely going to watch this though. It's, it's as soon as I can. Um, I want to talk about another movie that I don't know if it's so much I'm excited for it. I'm just like, I want to know if it's a train wreck or not, um, or I guess a shipwreck. Um, uh, have you been keeping up with the uh, death of death on the Nile uh, at all? Um, and, um, uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, I haven't heard anything about it, honestly. Other than the seeing that trailer, it, the, the trailers from it look good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, um, I'm. It feels like something I want to watch. I like that first, uh, that other Kenneth Branagh, um, uh, detective movie, uh, yeah, Orient the... Express, like the Orient yeah. Express. 
So, uh, is there any drama around Death of the Nile? I mean, I, I, other than I, the movie being delayed that. seven, like seven times. Well, yeah, I mean, there's like some of the cast members have. Uh, we've been joking about it a lot in the Phantom Zone chats um, that it's like they tried to up their percentage from Johnny Depp in the first one intentionally, um, and there's no way they planned on this they didn't plan on army hammer possibly being a cannibal <laughs> on russell brand uh being a covid denier uh or Letitia wright for that matter or gal gadot just being gal gadot for the past year and <laughs> some change um uh, and uh that's that's the thing that i've been thinking about a lot uh going into the movie like how much do i want to watch it um i'm, I'm definitely gonna watch it because it is it is my thing. It's the the murder mystery made really well. I did like that Kenneth Branagh movie, and it it actually ties into a thing that we were talking about earlier with the Fantastic Beast, which is like what he did in that first movie is he took into account that it's a period piece, and he was like, "I'm gonna make this big and splashy and colorful," um, because you don't see that period of time as colorful. In your mind, you see it as like black and white footage um, for the most part. Uh, you don't think of it as, you know, uh, luxurious, uh, deep blues and reds and so on. And like, that's a part of this that I'm really into. I, I And just movies in general have a muted color pal palette in recent years. If you want a movie that doesn't have a muted color palette, uh, it's like A24 movies like we've already talked about and occasionally a Netflix movie, but even Netflix has managed to make their movies colorful yet muted at the same mm. time. Um, I mean, because uh, of the, the like the, Netflix filter that they do. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's yeah. the, the MCU problem, right? Those movie looks, the, those movies are colorful, but they feel so flat. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and, and occasionally an Edgar Wright comes out with a movie and it's like, wow <laughs> you're just stunned that you can see the reds uh against each other um and so i'm I'm excited for on that level but there is that thing in me of like uh i don't like that half of the people in this movie are like at bare minimum just like kind of shitty um and at the worst like people i i, I morally object to um some of them uh and and that goes you know that depends on the movie i think if the content of the movie were different if it was a documentary about covid denial um <laughs> i would have a much bigger problem with it or about cannibalism um or if it was a a movie uh from gal gadot that takes place mostly in the middle east um or for a large section in the middle east it would be a problem yeah uh actually in this one it kind of it technically does and doesn't it's... i mean it does take place in the middle east but it's like it's yeah. not about that but yeah i i don't know i'm i'm uh i'm kind of i think this one is like is gonna be a wait and see and i think this one like the other one is probably not gonna be a big hit but more like mm -hmm. uh word to mouth movie uh that's gonna get middle of the road reviews and then people talk about how good it is or how bad it is like a few months mm -hmm. later um, mm. um, I'm I'm not going to the theaters to see to see that. No, I don't even not, know yeah. it's not if it's coming. I um, mean, if it's if it's anything like past Fox movies that Disney has released, you might not get a chance to. 
um, unless yeah. people really like it. You know, House of Gucci is still in theaters, um, and I don't, I don't really understand why because the movie's not that good, but um, <laughs> it's still, it's still uh, filling up screens as far as I can tell here. So, you, you yeah, the the reason why I mean, Lady Gaga sells movies. Yeah, like she's. I mean, and and yeah. Gucci is just a name that is just like incredibly popular and incredibly present in pop culture now. Like it's it's just like mm-hmm. um it's the like it's the rapper brand, right? It's the brand people talk about. Like true. Like uh, people into fashion are really into this movie, just like as a thing that exists, not even as the the quality of it. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, I think they, they've done just a good job, like promoting it, like Lady Gaga was. Like yeah, she, yeah. she sells a movie. Like uh, mm-hmm. she is so really in movies, and when she is, like they've been talking about her performance in a movie. Like uh, what's his name usually? Sell? Like uh, Jared Leto usually sells his performance. Right. Like how she's lost in the role and stuff like that. It's completely ridiculous, but it's like it makes yeah. people want to watch it. Uh, right. And I did understand early on before the movie had come out, like they used the concentrated horny uh, uh, of her and Adam Driver, um, which don't get me wrong. That's a compelling reason to see the movie. Um, You can just I mean, I don't know if you can look that scene up on YouTube, but I'm sure that you can look that scene up somewhere and just watch that scene. uh, yeah, there are aspects of it where it's like I understand the movie maybe doing well for about a month. Um, I just don't know why, but I, I I hear what you're saying. Like they are trying to push this as a as an awards movie, and I just yeah yeah definitely yeah. They are. And I think again, Gucci is just a name. Yeah. I mean, this is a true story um, with like very popular actors, and it's like it didn't get bad reviews. And yeah. uh, it has Lady Gaga. Like it's, yeah. It's, also, you have Jared Leto playing Mario in the movie, which is really helpful. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie, but it's like, like, uh, I like, I like. It's the kind of movie like, uh, fashion blogs are writing about, right? Like mm-hmm. people out, like, uh, like you'll see people talk about it in like spaces where people don't talk about movies. I think that's why it, uh, it's that's, also blue. It's like yeah. popular in a demographic, and it's like it's also the perfect like any like movie made for adults, mm-hmm. uh, but is not like you know how a lot of people just don't tolerate any like fantasy, mm-hmm. any they just want to see yeah. modern dramas, and it's like it's it's like it mm-hmm. fits into that. Um, uh, so I'm not that surprised that it's super successful. I think it's interesting that um, this was the success and Last Duel was a huge failure. But I, I think also <laughs> like uh, who Disney just wanted to send that movie to yeah. the like, yeah. that, um Like I mean, I'm, they've been doing that. Yeah. It's I mean, just... I'm I'm glad like Ridley Scott still gets to make like movies for adults, like big mm-hmm. movies, like. Even this has like a seventy-five million dollar budget. Like, uh, who gets to make a movie like that with that big of a budget? Like, not a lot True. of the directors. Um, yeah. 
Um, yeah. Uh, one interesting thing is we haven't mentioned any superhero movies. No, uh, because I... Which... Yeah, we do we need to, though? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think so. I mean, the one that I want to mention, if there's if, there, if there's one, uh, and maybe it's a... I don't know if it's still coming out this year, but uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Verse sequel, mm. um, uh, I think it's supposed to come out uh, towards the end of the year, and that's probably the thing I'm the most excited for, superhero-wise. I mean, mm. Batman looks cool. Yeah. Like, like uh, Robert Pattinson... The, the Matt uh, Matt Reeves, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, like, like <clears throat> that, that looks at the very least like worth watching in theaters. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, but Spider, like uh, Spider Verse sequel. Uh, that's 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 the stuff. Yeah. I, so, some stuff is like, of course. Uh, obviously, I'm going to be there for Aquaman two. The moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The moment, the moment it is, is there. Coming out, <laughs> Aquaman two is coming out this year, baby. Let's go, let's go. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I need it. I uh, that's still the best DC movie, right? I, I think. Yeah. I think. I, yeah. I think I can. Uh, I can still say that. Um, I'm glad you're on my side. A lot of yeah. people will say Shazam, which I Shazam's good. I really like Shazam, but I, for me, it's still Aquaman. It's Aquaman, and then I really liked the Suicide Squad um, quite a bit. Ah, yeah, I, yeah, I enjoyed that. I think, uh, yeah, I, I I think Aquaman just like kind of nails what it's going for in a way I liked better. Mm -hmm. I had a really good time with Suicide Squad. Um, yeah, it's pretty pretty good. Uh, there's, I mean, I think there's maybe a new garden this year. The one MCU movie I'm the most excited for is, of course, Thor: Love and Thunder. Uh, yeah. Like, I, I mean, uh, I mean, <laughs> for sure. Like, what else? Like, the the other stuff, interesting. I don't know. Sure. Uh, I'm not up to date on MCU. We'll maybe have an MCU episode at some point. Um, yeah, at some point. At some yeah. point, <laughs> I can't see Spider Man like, like I was saying. Right, you can't. Be... Just yeah, can't. I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the Marvel stuff doesn't just doesn't excite me the same way that it used to. And we've talked yeah. about this many yeah. times. Like it's just not the same. I like in a similar, uh, you know, notch as the uh, as the Death on the Nile. Like I'm very morbidly curious about Wakanda forever <laughs> for reasons. Sure. <laughs> sure, um, yeah. I'm not as excited as I might have been or might have expected to be uh, after getting out of uh, the theater in 2018 for that first Black Panther. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm going to watch all of them just because what else am I going to do? <laughs> not watch them? I mean, yeah, they're a fun thing to see. In the, like, I mean, I go yeah. opening night with the same couple of friends. We have a great time. I don't think about the movie. I talk about the movie on this show. I don't think about it again. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, that's the cycle and I'm happy with it um, yeah uh, exactly. I think maybe the one other MCU thing that I mean I'm more interested in MCU television I think this year I want to yep. see that Miss Marvel show like it's going like they're doing weird stuff like there's a Miss Marvel that's like probably the, the most like straightforward thing but then the She-Hulk comedy mm -hmm. and uh the moon knight trailer came out just recently that looks i mean oscar isaac and ethan hawk yeah and whatever they played again one against the other 
I want yeah. to watch them, right? <laughs> yeah. Just the two-minute thing that they put out of them reacting to the trailer, even if they were, like, playing it up for camera. Yeah. Like, do... And Oscar Isaac has done that before. We've all seen him, like, play it up and pretend that he's not dying on the inside <laughs> many times over the years. Um, but in this, it really looks like he's interested and excited in what he's doing. And, yeah, like, Ethan I, Hawke I mean... has to... That's the other thing. He has fantastic taste in projects. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um. <laughs> um. Maybe a couple other small things I'm excited mm. about. Um, uh, Kimmy, the new Soderbergh yep. HBO Max movie. Uh, that looks cool. Uh, there's a new Damien Chazelle movie this year. Um, called Babylon, mm. which uh, stars Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie. Uh, which good cast. Uh, I know you didn't really like First Man, right? I, I haven't seen that, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I, I had problems with First Man. But I, I, I Damien Chazelle's a good director. That's yeah. the thing. He he he's a solid director, and he always has fantastic casts, even if the movie itself isn't that good. So like, yeah, I agree. Like yeah. Mar Margot and Brad Pitt, that's fantastic combination. Yeah, um, and yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Baz Luhrmann is making his first movie in 10 years, basically. Uh, that Elvis movie. Um, oh, okay. That's him. I, I'm excited for that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm way more excited that it's him than anyone else. Like, uh, um, yeah. Uh, and it's like a complete unknown. Um, and Tom, a complete unknown playing like a... Uh, Elvis and uh, Tom wow. Hanks. Tom Hanks is in the movie. I mean, Austin Butler is his name. Uh, I don't think he's been in much. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll just say this like little aside here. That's that's a good role to have uh, to be to be an unknown for because like um, he was working before, but Kurt Russell blew up because of an Elvis TV movie that he did in the seventies, directed by. John Carpenter, of all people. Um, like, and that's the thing that when people who were around at the time talk about Kurt Russell, that's that's the thing people zero in on is like, that's when he stopped being like a Disney teen movie star and became like a real star. So that's th that's a good choice. And Austin Butler could become like a a, a big deal <laughs> because of this I mean, movie. I mean, yeah, he was in uh, Hollywood once upon a time in Hollywood as Tex oh, yeah. Watson, uh, but he's like, oh yeah, he's he, he's like mostly a, he was a Disney kid. Like I see his things, like the, I see Zoe One Hundred One and stuff like that. It matches uh, up perfectly. The actually, Shadow yeah. Chronicle, yeah, 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 exactly <laughs> what you were saying. Like a chance to blow up. Um, I'm curious. Yeah, I I, I really like that um, Gatsby movie. Uh, that Bazerman did uh, mm. the, his last movie. I think it's it's a good adaptation. Um, mm. I mean, uh, and there's that Spielberg movie also coming out um, called um, The Fablemans, which is which looks like it is like a, a kind of like a biographical thing, like about a kid that wants to be a director, mm. uh, like. Um, coming of age story with his parents he's like credited uh, on the on the script like as a writer for the first time since ai um which 
which makes it like like he's made a lot of movies of varying quality. Um, right. I mean, people are, are saying how good West Side Story is. Uh, I haven't been able to see it. But I've only heard good. That's the thing. Yeah. I've only heard that it's like one of the best movies of the year. I just haven't. haven't yeah. I mean, so. it's a, yeah, I don't want to, I mean, I can't see it. It's just not out here. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, I'm really curious of him making like something maybe more small and more personal. Um, mm-hmm. um Compared to, I know, I mean, he goes up and down in terms of like right. how he makes movies. Like uh, we talked about, like the the post and the, going from like uh, Ready Player One to the post, <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? Um, yes, exactly. Uh, oh my, uh, yeah, yeah, I forgot that that happened. Right, but yeah, he does that a lot, though. He he likes that. He seems to want to challenge himself in that way. Um, yeah, that's, I, I had not heard of that, of that. And he, he tends not to be, um, he, he, he tends to keep people at arm's length somewhat. Um, the Spielberg documentary he did was like about as, uh, as personal as he's gotten in, in that kind of, in that, in that sense. Um. So yeah, that that's very interesting. And it's not that he hasn't touched on this stuff in his other movies in the past. It's just that sounds much more direct um than some of his past movies. Um yeah, I'm I mean I'm I'm always in on yeah. Spielberg. I mean uh, I watched Bridge of Spies in theaters like <laughs> <laughs> I was the madman who was there yeah. that night. <laughs> I mean that movie rules like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we, lo- yeah. we love that movie here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I have anything else. Uh, do you? Um, I mean, there's a bunch of like super indie stuff, um, uh, but nothing. I nothing. I really want to mention uh, too in depth. I'm gonna watch that Dave Grohl horror movie um, because even though I haven't listened to a Foo Fighters album in ten years, like they were my like starter band when i started to get into a music so i have like this loyalty to the foo fighters that i can't and never will be able to kick so i can't wait to for studio 666 which is i think is the movie um and their music videos have always been good even if i haven't li- kept up with the albums hmm. they've always done great music videos they're usually very funny um or just very compelling and interesting so the Foo Fighters directing a movie is fascinating. Um, and anything that they've done that's multimedia, even if the songs aren't good, the media itself <laughs> is usually pretty good. The documentaries Dave Grohl has produced uh, are all pretty interesting. So I'm going to I'm going to check that out. And then. The trailers I've been seeing in theaters, the few times I've been able to go for a dog make me want to see a dog movie, um, which is something I never thought I'd want to say. Those movies are usually just not my thing, but Channing Tatum and a cute dog, I'm in. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, why not? It's probably like military propaganda, heavily, um, but oh, all right, you you got me. Um, I may not watch it in a theater, but, uh, you know, again, if it's on the HBO, I'll probably check it out. 
Um, so, um, yeah. The movie, uh, uh, I mean, there's some stuff I would just, like, some movie that made, like, the festivals last year that people have been talking about that I really want to mm. see. Like, I want to see um, uh, what's Drive My Car. Um, I, I feel like people, it's a lot on a lot of top 10 lists. Memoria, the new... Um, Okay, I'm not going to try to pronounce that director's name, but uh, <laughs> a pizza punks. It's it's like yeah, it's it's too yeah. um I mean it, it with uh, the Tilda Swinton movie like, like uh, Memorial looks great. Uh mm-hmm. Petite Maman, the new movie from um the director of um What's the name uh, the, of Sin Scama, the director of uh, oh, yeah. Le... oh, can I remember the name of that movie? Oh, uh, uh, Portrait, uh, Portrait yeah. of a Lady on Fire. Yeah, yeah her, her new movie. I I hope that a couple of anime stuff uh, that made festivals last year, like a Bell, the new Mamoru Osada movie, and Inuo, the new uh, movie um, from Masaki Yuasa. Who directed Night is Short Walk on Girl? Um, oh yeah, that like both like all that stuff played in festival has had really good reviews. I hope it's come out soon. Uh, mm-hmm. And last thing I'll name um, after Yang, uh, the new Kogonada movie. Um, mm. He directed Columbus. I don't know if you've seen that, uh, the John Cho movie. It, it's on my list for a long time after after you oh, suggested. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I really, really loved that movie, and he his new movie is like a sci-fi movie with Connie, Colin Farrell and Jodie Turner Smith. Um, looks huh. s- sounds sounds really good. Um, that's probably that. Uh, uh, I, for, uh, I was just looking at my that's an, uh, and um, Haley uh, Lou Richardson as well. Um, just so it looks like a great cast. I'm uh, super super interested in that. Um, I don't know when it's gonna come out though. It's an A twenty four movie, um, so uh, it's a uh, yeah. I, I think it's a premiering. It, it had it. Yeah, I heard about it yesterday because it had it premiere at Sundance yesterday. So okay. it probably should be out uh, in the next few months, uh, hopefully, or this summer. Yeah, that that sounds. That actually does sound like something I really want to see. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. I, I think we did it. I think yeah, we did, we did it. it. We, we did, this is this became like our big preview for the year. Um, a lot yeah. of stuff to look forward to. Uh, a lot of movies from last year still left to see. Uh, mm-hmm. Be excited for our top ten. Um, yeah. yeah, that's all uh, I have. All right. Um, uh, plugs, I guess. Let's do some a... plugs. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Isayer, Um and you can write us an email think us your most anticipated movie losharopodcast at gmail.com um, yeah that's it um, Phantom Zone still on a little bit of a break but uh, you can listen to older episodes uh, I know that uh, for a multitude of reasons a lot of people are uh, listening to that show from the very beginning um despite the fact that I think that's a terrible idea. Um, <laughs> but if you're uh, listening to this because of that, uh, you've gotten, I think, uh, deeper into that show. Uh, uh, thanks for being here. And uh, yeah, but uh, if uh, if you haven't listened to it, go, go, go uh, 
go give it go give it a, a shot. There should be a playlist of After Darks on the YouTube channel. That's where I suggest people go to to, to get into the show because that's our best stuff and the stuff that uh, uh sounds like it was recorded semi professionally. So go <laughs> listen to that. <laughs> uh yeah. Uh I think that's I think that's the show. Uh Bye. Bye. Fuck GK Rowling. <laughs> <laughs>